Good morning, and thank you for starting your day with Six Pack, the Scotty Six Pack, the only podcast that's bringing you the top stories in Wisconsin sports every single day. Plus, we do it in less time than it takes to complete your morning commute. I'm your host, Kedrick Stumbrus, and you can follow me on Twitter at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six Pack to get the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. Uh, we got some big games coming up today. The Bucks are playing again. The Brewers are going on to game two against the Mets. And there was actually a lot of off-the-field news for the Brewers as Mark Adonazio spoke uh, to the media for the first time uh, following, you know, he spoke, the last time he spoke to the media was in the aftermath of the Josh Hader trade. And so then we heard a lot of stuff from the Brewers owner today. But uh, first, the Bucks play against the Washington Wizards tonight at 6 p.m. Central in Washington. That game will be televised on Bally Sports Wisconsin. And I think a really interesting storyline to watch for uh, Wisconsin fans in particular is Johnny Davis is probably going to get another start, his second NBA start uh, tonight in Washington and against the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, Johnny Davis being the lacrosse native, the Wisconsin Badger, and the 10th overall pick in the 2022 draft. Uh, He made his first NBA start on Sunday against the Knicks because the Wizards had four starters out in that game, and Johnny Davis recorded a career high in points with 16, and a career high in assists with three, and he also added six rebounds. Uh, The Wizards overall have a pretty depleted roster. Uh, As I mentioned, they had four starters out on Sunday, and they're all going to be out again today. That's Kyle Kuzma, Bradley Beal, uh, Monte Morris, and Kristaps Porzingis, and those players, it looks like, are probably all getting shut down for the season uh, because the Wizards were eliminated from playoff contention on Sunday. Uh, and as for the Bucks injury report, uh, this is, first of all, the Bucks' last back-to-back of the season. Uh, the Bucks will play the Bulls at home tomorrow, and Middleton, Chris Middleton, is taking the day off to rest his right knee. And... Grayson Allen is ruled out with the right ankle sprain he suffered against Philadelphia on Sunday. Javon Carter and Myers Leonard are both listed as probable. Uh, So hopefully with a depleted Wizards roster that, uh, first of all, wasn't that good to begin with, uh, the Bucs can kind of cruise to a victory and hopefully take uh, the likes of Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, and the other role players around them and give them some solid rest before heading into uh, this second half of the home-and-home, which will probably be a little more tricky against the Bulls uh, tomorrow. In the race for the Eastern Conference, number one seed, the Bucks' magic number is three to clinch the number one seed, meaning that the Bucks need some combination of three Milwaukee Bucks wins or Boston Celtics losses in order to get to the number one seed, uh, with each team having four games to go. The Celtics play again tonight. Uh, They play at the 76ers, and that will be at 7 p.m. Central, and that's aired on TNT on national television, so uh, everyone can watch that while you have the Bucks game on your uh, second screen, perhaps, or maybe you're going to end up having the Brewers game on second screen, uh, because that game is also going to be held tonight uh, as well. And the Bucks win, and a 76ers win, with the Bucks' magic number down to one, uh, which might be really helpful because the Celtics finished the season against a fairly weak schedule after playing the 76ers. The Celtics finished the season with two games against Toronto and then with Atlanta, and both Toronto and Atlanta are fighting for play-in tournament spots. 
So it would be really helpful for the Bucks if the 76ers uh, were able to beat Boston tonight and just, although the Bucks are in the driver's seat, they control their own destiny for the number one seed, it would be nice if the Bucks could have this wrapped up tomorrow and, you know, uh, as someone who is probably going to go to the home season finale against Memphis, yeah, I'd like to see Giannis play again, but if I'm not seeing Giannis play again because he's rusting for the first round of the playoffs, I'm not going to be mad about that. Uh, I'll take my Ray Allen bobblehead and I'll go home happy. Um, so that's the Bucks game tonight. The Brewers uh, play tonight again after dominating the Mets in the home opener yesterday. The crew won 10-0 to to improve to 3-1 and on the season, uh, led by a monstrous 7-run fifth inning. And the highlight of the game was Bryce Terang, who ran around like a little kid on the playground with his hands shoved in the air above his head after, you know, we talked about Bryce Terang and his exciting start to his major league career on yesterday's podcast. Go ahead and listen to it. We talked all about how Bryce Terang is having an excellent start to the year. And he followed that up by going off again yesterday. He went two for three at the plate with a walk. And then a huge grand slam in that seven-run sixth inning to get his first big league homer. His parents in attendance, and he looked like a kid on the <laughs> a kid in the candy store, kid having the time of his life on the playground. Freddie Peralta said that he teared up, you know, seeing it. Uh, and Freddie Peralta was part of a great pitching performance for the Brewers today. Peralta pitched six scoreless, and fastball Freddie retired eleven batters in a row at one point, uh, and only allowed. Two hits, three walks, and had seven strikeouts. Uh, Fastball Freddy was just lights out, and you hope that he can kind of bring that performance together through the whole season after a little bit of a down year uh, last season. Uh, After those six innings by Freddy Peralta, Bryce Wilson came out of the pen and pitched a three-inning save to keep the shutout. So really excellent uh, by performances by the Brewers' bats, by the Brewers' pitching staff, and it's good to see as the Brewers will go on to uh, have Game 2 against the Mets today and try to clinch uh, the series, the three-game series against the Mets, and try to clinch it with a game to go. Uh, that game will be at 6.40 p.m. Central. Also, um, I have that. This is on Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Uh, but both of these might be a little tricky. One of these might be on Bally Sports, Wisconsin Extra. Uh, we got live radio here, folks. Uh Brewers playing tonight here. Um, Brewers play at 640. And that game is on Belly Sports Wisconsin. And the Milwaukee Bucks play tonight. And that game is at 6. So at the same time. And this also says it's on Belly Sports Wisconsin. So I'm not exactly sure how that's going to be aired. Um... But I don't get Bally Sports Wisconsin anyways. So, sorry about that, folks. Uh, that's pretty confusing to me. Uh, best of luck to anybody trying to navigate the regional sports networks because it's never fun. Um, anyway, the Mets are going to be led by Max Scherzer, uh, their ace, their opening day pitcher. And Max Scherzer won on opening day against Florida. He gave up three runs in six innings with six strikeouts. And Brewers will have Wade Miley going to the mound, uh, was the Brewers' fifth starter uh, for the season. It's going to be Wade's first time pitching for the Brewers since starting and getting the Game 6 win 
in the 2018 NLCS over the Dodgers. Uh, for your NL Central standings update, the Cardinals lost to Atlanta yesterday, and the Reds beat the Cubs. So Cincinnati and Milwaukee are tied at the top of the division with a one-game lead on the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, now being you know six days into the season. Uh, as I mentioned, we also have a lot of off-the-field Brewers news. Mark Adonazio, the owner of the Brewers, spoke with the media and had a lot to say for the first time that we've heard him since in the immediate aftermath of the Josh Hader trade. He spoke very highly of young players on the roster and in the system, uh, especially Jackson Churio. We talked about how he was very exciting, uh, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, but he also talked about the payroll and potential extensions for players. Uh, Adonazio was asked about the Brewers being under their opening day payroll number from last season. I believe that number is they're about $12 million lower on the payroll this year than they were last year on opening day. And the Brewers currently have the 20th highest payroll in baseball compared to 10 years ago when the Brewers were 15th. And Mark Adonazio uh, kind of attributed that to a few things. One saying, you know, they, they do a little more roster churning with call-ups from minor leagues than a lot of other clubs. I don't know whether or not that's exactly true. I know it's kind of felt at times that it's true that uh, Craig Council and company get a little toolsy with uh, who they like to plug in and plug out. I don't know if it's really any more or less than uh, another minor league club is. I couldn't find a way to verify that necessarily. Um, but also said that overall, uh, the Brewers have just been trying to break even with their operating expenses over the past few seasons, which believe that or not, I suppose, whether Adonazio is not just being greedy, he's not just trying to rake in profits year over year, uh, but he has been able to increase the value of the team with winning year over year, and that I would assume is in his best interest as there is, you know, plenty of rumors swirling around that he's looking to sell his stake in the Milwaukee Brewers, and Adonazio said that he doesn't like to have a team that consistently loses money. Um, and if they're just trying to break even on the payroll and not uh, just lose money, that's good. Because if you look at studies, according to Adonazio, and this is true from what I have read as well, uh, eventually you end up just gutting the team and you don't compete. You end up having to cut the roster and not put together a winning roster. So I actually do believe that Adonazio might just be trying to break even year over year uh, with revenue and keep his asset, the Milwaukee Brewers, the baseball team, valuable by maintaining their spot to compete. He does not want to lose money. He wants to be breaking even many of these years over years and to, to prevent a scenario in which they're losing money year over year uh, because eventually they have to gut the team. So if you have a super high payroll, payroll, and you know maybe that's maybe that's okay. Maybe that means you're winning for a little bit, but eventually that comes back and bites you, and they have to gut the roster uh, to to get financially back on track. And that's not something Mark Adonacio wants to do. Uh, I think that probably makes sense, especially given the scenario where he might be looking to sell soon, and he doesn't want to have a depleted roster when he is selling uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, so I, I kind of take him, I, I don't want to say I take him at face value because I, I, I don't, I'm not uh, one to necessarily trust uh, 
um, baseball billionaires, but um, I, I, I am somewhat inclined to believe him, is I suppose what I'm trying to say. But Ananasio also mentioned the disparity in perils between teams is greater than when it was uh, back, uh, particularly back at 2008, the 2008 season. And he mentioned this when talking about paying the uh, potential contract extensions of upcoming players for the Milwaukee Brewers. Adonazio mentioned that when the Brewers played the Philadelphia Phillies in the playoffs in 2008, the payroll disparity between those two teams was about $16 million. Now, the Milwaukee Brewers, their payroll is about $150 million less than the Philadelphia Phillies roster, uh, which of course has Bryce Harper on it, along with a number of other weapons. He said this while on the heels of talking about how he feels about extending his stars. Uh, Corbin Burns, who of course had his relationship uh, burnt a little bit off of the arbitration number dispute, uh, arbitration salary dispute in the offseason. Uh, also, Brandon Woodruff, now the longest tenured brewer to date and your second starting pitcher. And Willie Adamas, who at the offseason uh, hot stove cold brews event, said that he was not in contract talks with the Brewers at the time for getting a long-term deal done, although uh, Adamas made it sound like he was interested in getting one done. Mark Adonazio said that he felt confident about the ability to re-sign those stars, although I don't know what else he was supposed to say. Um, but then it does seem like he's kind of couching that hope, that confidence with these comments and trying to publicly prepare fans for some of these guys, I would think Burns and Adamas, I, I kind of think Brandon Woodruff is going to stick around, but maybe I'm just, I don't know, hopeful for Big Woo. Um, but I think he's couching for some of these guys uh, to end up getting big contracts elsewhere by talking about the fact that the, the payroll disparities between teams in MLB now are so large. Uh, and he also mentioned that the Brewers are 30th out of 30 in media revenue when talking about uh, TV deals. The Valley Sports bankruptcy question came up a little bit. Um, and But he did mention you know, that the Brewers, in his words, punch above their weight in ticket revenue, which is definitely true. So uh, some inter interesting pieces about revenue, budgets, etc. And yeah, uh, nobody's going to feel sorry for a billionaire losing some money on this baseball team, of course. Um, but that's, it seems to be a chief concern for his, is keeping his asset valuable. And, um, yeah, would love to have a winner, uh, like, or a winner, an owner like the Mets have that really just care about, uh, making a winner and the money might be secondary to that, which uh, I don't think, uh, most folks in major league baseball, most other owners in major league baseball like that too much right now, but it, it would be fun to have an owner like that. Oh, overall, though, there was a, a quite a bit of interesting tidbits from Mark Adonazio there because I think it gives us some insight onto what Adonazio is thinking about right now, not necessarily just about this Brewers roster, but I really do think this is giving some insight into potentially the timing of what he's looking at having this roster look like um, and having it be in the best shape he can for when he is preparing to sell his stake in the Milwaukee Brewers. In 
field adjacent Brewers news. Like I said, uh, Mark Adonazio spoke a lot, and he also spoke about Crank Council, uh, the manager, and his status a- as the manager on an expiring contract. Uh, Craig Council's contract expires at the end of this year, and Council is absolutely the most accomplished manager in the history of the Milwaukee Brewers franchise. Uh, Adonazio was asked about that contract extension, and he came out very forcefully and said, uh, we'd love to keep him here, obviously, were his words. Uh, but then he went on and talked about the fact that Council has a couple of sons who are about to play college baseball, and Council would likely want to see them play, you know, day in, day out. He also mentioned that when Adonazio first brought in Craig Council uh, to manage the Brewers, Craig said that the only thing he felt like he had to do in baseball, le- like left in his career, was to bring World Series to Milwaukee. He's done plenty of others. He, he, he got his rings away from Milwaukee as a player. He's been a manager. He's been in the front office. He said that, you know, the only thing he has left to do is bring World Series back to Milwaukee. So the way Adonazio is talking about this makes it sound like this is a Craig Council decision and maybe not necessarily a decision about decision about other opportunities in baseball. Maybe not even a decision about uh, Craig Council is not going to be working with David Stearns, who was the GM that he worked under for a really long time. And now uh, you have um, uh, Matt Arnold, sorry, is the new GM of the Milwaukee Brewers that Craig Council uh, doesn't necessarily have that super duper close relationship that he had with Stearns as much. It sounds like uh, Adonazio is at least positioning this Craig Council contract extension um, decision turning point as being a decision that Craig Council needs to make about what he wants to do next in his life, not whether it's a career decision in terms of seeking certain career opportunities, but seeking does he want to extend his career right now or focus more on other aspects of his life. So I think that was some interesting insight there. Obviously, don't know how real that is. I don't know if it was Adonazio trying to signal um, that, that this is a great council decision, not necessarily a uh, front office decision. If it's uh, not a baseball decision, but a personal life decision for a great council, but that's the way that those answers were framed. Uh, moving from Milwaukee out west to Madison, Wisconsin football uh, offered a cornerback out of the transfer portal today. Uh, Joshua DeBerry, who entered the portal as a grad transfer last week, played cornerback at Boston College with Jason Matry, who also transferred to Wisconsin this offseason. Uh, DeBerry was an all-ACC pick, either as an honorable mention or on the All-ACC second team each of the last three seasons. And he is a versatile guy. Uh, DeBerry plays on the outside or as a nickel corner. He's that kind of versatile defensive back that defensive coordinator Mike Tressel seems to really value having on the roster in the same way that uh, Jim Leonard valued having these, these versatile defensive players on the roster because Trestle seems to like 
uh, having the ability to scheme up a lot of different looks for offenses to get used to, you know, talking about the fact that um, Trestle was running um, a, a two four five, a three three five, a um, two two six, uh, or sorry, two three six. Uh, if I can add up to eleven correctly in practice th this week for spring practice, so lots of lots of different ways. Uh, to use defensive backs, using a lot of defensive backs, using versatile defensive backs, uh, and and trying to find ways to get his best players on the field in a way that fits the personnel um, that you know you have to match up against from from the offense. So it, it seems to be something that maybe makes sense. Maybe they talked to uh, Jason Maytree on on the roster and said that you know um, Josh Josh DeBerry here is a great player and would make a great addition to the roster. The only other offer, uh, scholarship offer that Josh DeBerry has announced is a scholarship offer from uh, Coastal Carolina out of the transfer portal. So this is the first Power 5 offer that has come out for DeBerry. And it's interesting to see Wisconsin still being active in the transfer portal right now, even though uh, they're over the scholarship limit. Uh, so definitely expecting guys to leave to enter the transfer portal after spring practice but we'll cover more who those folks might be closer to the end of spring practice uh, i've been kind of writing up this list this draft of guys that i think might be on their way out at the, at the end of spring practice here so we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more as that comes closer but let's move further west not just from milwaukee to madison but from Wisconsin all the way out here to uh, sunny Arizona, where let's have top off the six pack again with another new arena that I'll be visiting today. Uh, I'm still sitting here in Scottsdale, Arizona for uh, another day yet, um, but the Phoenix Suns are hosting the San Antonio Spurs at the Footprint Center, and I will be in attendance. This is my third NBA arena that I will be visiting my second new NBA arena this year. I've been to plenty of Bucks games this year, but uh, I've been to Bucks home games before. I also visited uh, the Target Center for Timberwolves home game for the first time earlier this year. And this should be an exciting team to go see because this is one of the most interesting stories in the NBA right now is figuring out how good can this Phoenix Suns team be that basically had Kevin Durant added on incredibly late in the season as a mercenary. Uh, I believe the Suns are locked into the 4-5 matchup in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. They're in the four spot right now. Uh, they could maybe slip to five, but the, the Suns look good. Uh, they beat the Nuggets on Friday, of course, the Denver Nuggets being the number one seed in the West, and Phoenix has won five straight and is undefeated with Kevin Durant in the lineup. Kevin Durant, of course, going to the Phoenix Suns in that trade deal uh, after Kyrie got sent uh, out to Dallas. And Kevin Durant, of course, being out for a bit over three weeks in the middle of March. But the Spurs, having a rough year, will be visiting Phoenix today. And... <laughs> So I don't expect this game to be particularly competitive, and I don't have much affinity for the Suns after the 2021 NBA Finals, but I can always appreciate greatness. I'm excited to see Kevin Durant play 
up close and it'll be interesting to see the way that um a team like the suns how they can gel together headed into the playoffs when kevin durant is probably only going to play 10 regular season games in phoenix so that will be it will be i think a challenge for that team to find their roles although durant is out there he's fulfilling his role scoring scored 35 points uh, on Sunday in a victory over the Thunder, scored 30 points in the Suns' victory over the Denver Nuggets. So that is absolutely a team that has the chance to get through the West and get to an NBA Finals and perhaps match up again with the Milwaukee Bucks in a rematch of the 2021 NBA Finals. So that's all for today's edition of the Scotty Six-Pack. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts to start every day with everything you need to know in Wisconsin sports. While you're there, leave a nice review, five stars, some kind comments, tell some folks what you like about the show. It'll help the show grow and it'll allow me to produce even better content for everyone listening. So thanks again for listening. I've been your host, Kedrick Stumbrus on Wisconsin.